Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, grandmas and grandpas, little children, infants, and those who may be mentally immature. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just having fun. I just want to say good good day to everybody. Did I say good morning a minute ago? It's actually 3.30 in the afternoon right now. Anyways, good day or good afternoon. It is a beautiful Wednesday, March 1st, right here in what is normally sunny Southern California. But I look out my little window here and I can still see snow covering the mountains. It looks gorgeous. By the way, earlier we had a about a 20-minute blizzard. When I say blizzard, I mean literally blizzard. It was like one of those East Coast kind of blizzards. Um, and it went on for about 20 minutes. Uh, we, I was at the coffee shop, Butler's Coffee Shop, by the way. Come into Butler's, have a phenomenal cup of coffee it's the world's best cup of coffee uh if um it's a scientific proven fact that it's the world's cup best cup of coffee because i drank it and i said hey this is the world's best cup of coffee so uh anyways i was looking out the window or you know the whole front of the coffee shop is glass so i was looking out the glass across the street and there's a shopping center across the street and as I was looking at it, you, you couldn't even see the shopping center. It was the, the snow was coming down so hard and so fast, and it was actually being blown in. Uh, there was clouds over us, of course, so it was falling uh, directly above us, but also being blown in from the west, and it was coming in so f so hard and so fast, you couldn't even see across the street. Now, that only lasted for about 20 minutes, and it wasn't quite cold enough, at least at the ground level, to stick uh, very much or very long so but it looked beautiful and it was fantastic i was personally hoping to get a lot of snow maybe at least a foot out of it so we can enjoy it for the next couple of days but nonetheless it came and it went and now it's uh kind of partially cloudy i see some clouds floating by but i also see blue sky there's no sun out so wherever the sun is from where i'm sitting there must be a cloud in front of it but the hills are gorgeous beautiful white right now and it's very crisp outside. It's about 40, 41 degrees, something like that. Uh, slight wind. So it's not really comfortable to hang outside too long. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But um, we don't normally get this kind of weather this time of year. So I'm just soaking it up and loving it. But today, I want to talk to you about something extremely... Uh, I, I believe it's very important, even though it may not be affecting all of our lives just yet, at least directly. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sharing this information with you, and I'm talking about this because it soon will. And this coincides, in a weird way, with all the train derailments and the toxic chemicals and... And if you do some studies and research, I haven't talked too much about it on these podcasts, but chemical plants have been blowing up and on fire, okay? Um, even agriculture and food processing plants have been um, mysteriously 
catching on fire and burning down to the ground. And you go, what's going on? What's going on? Well, I don't know if you realize this. I did not realize this until just recently, but there's actually a clause. There's a, a uh, rule, whatever you want to call it, a clause that the federal government, yes, ladies and gentlemen, our federal government has the ability and the quote unquote right, it's really not a right, but if, if they come in, say, and look at the uh, land around your house or your community, your city or whatever, and they deem it toxic, too dangerous for people to live on, whatever, whatever the reason might be, okay? Uh, like, for instance, one of these spills that just so happened to, to uh, happen, you know, and spill all this toxic stuff, they can come by, test the soil a little bit and deem that place, uh, well, it's too toxic for anybody to live here. We're going to confiscate this land. You guys will just have to go live somewhere else. We're going to confiscate this land. And, uh, well, we'll we'll just, because it's too toxic, we'll, we'll just figure out something to do with this. Now, you go, okay, okay, okay but that, that might be a good thing. Well, it would be a good thing if it was a righteous government, okay? But we don't have a righteous government. And and what I have seen in my, in my own life, and I think many of you are just honest, it's, it's like some of these politicians, I believe they go in, many, not all of them. Some are just crooks to begin with, but they go in with good intentions of doing good things. And once they've been there for a while, uh, it, it's like the power goes to their head. They get power trips, you know, and it might be money. It might be greed. It might just be the power that they can just shake their, their, their finger or sign some document and everybody in the world has to jump because they said jump. I don't know what it is. It doesn't really matter to me, but it just becomes crooked after a while. And then they stop caring about us and they only care about themselves. And usually it's either it's greed on one way or another, greedy for power or greedy for money or both often you know so uh if it's a righteous government that really have the heart of the people then i would sit back and go then then that's not a big deal for them to have that power to take um you know control over land and such that has been deemed um too dangerous to live on for people for humans and such you know and then again if they're righteous they would give these people better land somewhere else to compensate or whatever but this is going to lead into the next part of what i want to talk about because just recently um i've been hearing about these things called 15 minute cities 15 minute cities that's kind of a thing you can google this you can you know go into your search engine on your computer or on your phone or on your tablet and type in 15 minute cities and all kinds of articles come up on it uh, about what a 15-minute city is and everything. So I'm going to read an article for you in just a moment. But basically, just so you get the idea, a 15-minute city, and when you really when you hear like this, when I explain it to you like this, it's going to sound good. I'm not going to lie. It sounded good to me in this sense. But the really bad thing we're going to talk about in just a minute. And the bad far outweighs the good when we're talking about this stuff. So a 15-minute city is basically... Um, where you could take like any given city in the world, uh, Los Angeles, Dallas, um, Fort Worth, uh, Paris, Moscow, uh, St. Petersburg, any, any city in the world. So let's take, let's say, say take a city of about 100,000 people. You know, not a very big city, but not a very small, about 100,000 people. Okay, and, and an actual city, not just spread out suburb, but a city. So the idea is to break that city up into 
uh, seg- sections so that uh, our communities, if you will. And the idea is that you, I'm gonna, I'll, use, I'll pick on me. Okay, here I am, I'm gonna pick on me. So everything that I would need to survive and to live would be a 15 minute walk or bike ride from where I live. I'm looking at a, um, it's a drawing, but basically a picture that gives this idea. And although you can't see this, I'm gonna describe it to you. In the middle of this picture, imagine if you will, like say a wagon wheel, all right? And in the middle, there's a hub, spokes going out to the to the uh, wooden rim of this wagon wheel. So if you can picture that, you can kind of get an idea of what I'm saying. So the middle of that wagon wheel, the hub would be your home. That's where you live. And if you follow one of those, um, and oh, and each spoke, of that wagon wheels represents a 15 minute or less bike ride or walk. Okay, so either riding on a bike or walking, not driving, but riding on a bike or walking. And so this this uh, image that I have right in front of me, uh, fr- the, the very top spoke going up to the outside rim, it says learn and it has a picture of a school. So your school, again, schooling, whether that be university, junior high, high school, elementary, whatever it is, is 15 minutes or less from your home. Again, walking or riding a bike. Because just so you know, they're trying to eliminate cars as much as possible. And then it says work. So your job, again, on another spoke, would be um, 15 minutes walking or riding a bike. Um, It says, it's kind of funny because you could tell that this was somebody from outside of the United States uh, that, that drew this up because it says stock up and then it has a picture of like um, somebody buying bread at the bread store. So, you know, buying those types of things. Again, 15 minutes from your home, walking or riding a bike. Then it says enjoy the outdoors and it has a like a park, okay? So you have a park, 15 minutes, either walking or riding your bike. Then it says be engaged in your community and it looks like it's a playhouse where there's plays and and, uh, concerts and such. 15 minutes either walking or riding your bike. Uh, Taking care of your health. So hospitals, clinics, things of that nature. Your doctor, again, 15 minutes either walking or riding your bike from your home. Um, Stay active. So it has a gym, people working out. 15 minutes uh, walk or ride your bike from your home. And then eating healthy, and this is it shows a little supermarket, people buying fruits and vegetables, uh, 15 minutes walking or riding your bike. So you'll never need to use your car or rarely need to use your car. And this is called a 15-minute um, city. Everything that you need is 15 minutes or less, either walking or riding your bike. So you won't need to use your car. Now, off the bat, a lot of people would say, that is fantastic. Now, I'll be honest with you. I just want to be honest with you because I visited New York. I didn't spend a lot of time there. I just visited New York. And one of the things I really did appreciate is, again, everything that we would need. We was only there for, I believe, just one, maybe two nights. Uh, Everything that we needed was, you know, just needed, okay, to survive was just a few minutes walk. There was a small uh, grocery store. There was a um, liquor store. There was, you know, everything we needed, again, was just within walking distance of our um, hotel room that we're, where we stayed. And I thought that was really cool, and I like that. You know, I like that anywhere I go, that most everything that I would need 
is within walking distance, okay, uh, for the most part, okay. But this isn't about that only because a lot of people say that would be cool. That would be cool. I could just say walk downstairs from my apartment or, or my home and go walk and within 15 minutes be at the, at, at the gym, work out. Then walk maybe across the street and go have a nice lunch. Then, you know, go walk over to my job or whatever it is. Just again, walk here, walk there, walk there. The, the clincher on all of this is they don't want you to leave your area. They don't want you to leave you. They want to design these in such a way and keep people so entrapped in, in, these, in their city, not just their city, but their section of the city that they are rarely, rarely allowed to get outside of their section. So if you own a car and you can drive anywhere, you know, in the country that you wanted for the most part, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that because that that driving is going to be more than 15 minutes, so you just can't do it. Um, and they're they're you know, so these are not just concepts and ideas, ladies and gentlemen. Oxford Oxfordshire, I believe that's how you say it, in England is already working on establishing this. The mayor of Paris, Paris, France, is already working on this, breaking up the entire city of Paris, France, into sections so that it'll be a 15-minute uh, city, the entire city of Paris, France, Oxfordshire, England. Now you say, well, who cares? It's not here in American soil. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if all of these trains are derailing and spilling toxic chemicals, and I told you before, I said before, and you mark my words, it's not going to be long before the truth leaks out and we find out that there was actually some government agency actually behind this. They'll deny it, of course, but behind it for the sole purpose of actually having toxic chemicals spill and actually having livestock, fish, animals, and even people if that if if it means people dying or getting seriously sick so that they can swoop in, condemn that city, that land, that town, say it's not safe to live there, get everybody out of it, force everybody out of their home, out of their jobs, force them out so that they can go in there and <clears throat> do some cleanup and then turn it into what they want, a 15-minute city. Please take note of this. And you heard it right here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you did. You heard it right here. And some may be mocking, oh, he's just a conspiracy theorist. Well, let me tell you something about all these conspiracy theorists, ladies and gentlemen. They've been right. I've been right. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back and brag because I'm certainly not the only voice out there. As a matter of fact, some of the videos that I watched discussing these 15-minute videos were people warning others about what's going on warning about what's going on behind the scene and just connecting the dots. So I'd like to say I was the first one. You know, I'd like to say I had it first, but on this, I certainly didn't. But I'm telling you, the more that I found out, not just from the people warning people, but even what the 15-minute people, uh, city people are saying, this is something that's extremely serious and that we need to be watching out for. Because, listen, 
There are people in the governments all over this world and right here in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, that want to strip you of all your freedoms. If you don't believe me, look what happened with COVID-19. Now, isn't it interesting that we had COVID-19 with all these shutdowns where they were saying, don't even leave your home, stay close to your home, and they restricted travel, they restricted all of these things. What, did, what were they doing? They were keeping people within 15 minutes walking distance from their home as much as they possibly could. Why? You and I were a bunch of guinea pigs to their foolish and ignorant plans, and we were the ones just falling into it because we just went along with what they said. Now, all of a sudden, all these spills are happening. Hmm. And now they have the ability to come and take the land, the towns and the cities and the buildings and all of that, wherever these so-called toxic... Uh, spills are are happening and and now they're already talking in the United States of America of creating these 15-minute cities and a lot of people say well that's still good because it's going to protect the environment because that's what they keep saying this is all about the environment and it'll actually keep people happier because everything they want and everything they need will be right there and they won't be ruining the earth they'll just be so happy but let me tell you ladies and gentlemen governments of the world and people in these uh, in these positions our elected officials, they don't care about you and me. They don't really care about the environment. Let me tell you what they care about. Their own control and their own power. This is a power grab. All this environmentalism is a power grab. All of it's just a power grab. Ladies and gentlemen, do you not see it? It's the writing is actually on the wall. They want to control you. They want to grab as much power. They want to push you into these cities and say, "Don't." Here's the boundary. Don't you dare leave. Do you know where this was? Where this was tried? Soviet Russia. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Soviet Russia. The Russians did it while under communism. Does it? I mean, honestly, when I'm when I'm describing these things, doesn't this sound like communism? Well, that's exactly what it is. Keep people here where we can control them. They're already talking. Listen, how are they going to enforce this? If you own a car and, and they, they already know, they're going to know who's coming and who's going. How? Facial recognition cameras for those walking and on bikes, uh, license plates, certain decals, certain things that they're going to be able to monitor. How much you drive, where you go, when you left, when you come back. And if you start using up more, you know, like there might be some like, okay, since you have to go work or maybe grandma lives across town, we'll allow you up to 100 times a year. They, they've been saying this. I just looked all this stuff up. You could travel over there on time, but if you go over a certain allotted time or, or I'm sorry, distance or, um, you know, how many times you're allowed a hundred times, you go a hundred one, we're going to start fining. And, and that's where it starts. <laughs> so people say, well, <clears throat> okay, that's, that's understandable. You pay a little, a little bit of money for your, to offset your carbon footprint. Come on. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. We were just having a discussion. I was having a discussion with some people earlier today and, um, I, I, we got to discussing the, uh, you know, the global warming fiascos. We're looking at a literal blizzard here in the high desert. I live in the high desert, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. In the summertime, it gets up to about 110 sometimes, you know, 105, 110. And, and so global warming hit us in the winter, you know, and a blizzard came in. And 
And people try to explain to him, yeah, that could happen with global warming. Come on, global warming. Go look up the word warm and a blizzard has nothing to do with warming. But nonetheless, we were talking about the so-called global warming and climate change, rising sea levels and everything. And I said, you know, uh, um, next time you go down to the beach, someplace that you go often or, or anything like that, when you're in a place that especially has some history, like they have buildings or structures or something that actually go down and touch the water, um, if there's any kind of history on it, in a book or hanging on some wall, sometimes people like to put the history of their city, their town, whatever, especially if it's a historical place like like um, Venice, Italy, that's literally on the water. So if all this global warming was true and ice caps are melting and the sea levels are rising, how come Venice is not underwater? Eh? And if you look at some of the old pictures from many, 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 many years ago, you'll find that the water levels are at the exact same place in Venice that they are now. And to make something even more uh, interesting, when I was in Venice, the, there was, um, you know, the history and all that, they're talking about this and everything, that some of those islands that make up Venice, those little islands, because that's what it is, a series of islands that are all connected with these channels and everything, they're actually sinking because of the weight of the buildings and the things that have been on there for so many years, right? And so they're actually seeing. So I want you to get think about this for just a minute. If you find some old painting, or I'm sorry, not painting, but a picture, photograph of, you know, 100 years ago in Venice, <clears throat> you're going to find that the water levels in those pictures are pretty much at the exact same place that they are right now in Venice. Okay, now think about this. I want you to, I want you to think about this. If what we're being told about climate change is taking place and sea levels are rising, Number one, they wouldn't be at the exact same place that they were 100 years ago. They would, the, the water level would be higher, okay? And we do know this, that the, some of those islands, thus the buildings on them and the structures on them, are actually sinking. They're not sinking like a foot a day or anything like that, but enough that they can measure it, which would make the water levels even higher on some of those buildings. But when you look at the pictures, they're pretty much right where they were about 100 years ago. So if the building is sinking and the water level is actually rising all at the same time, wouldn't it really show maybe twice as fast there than anywhere else in the world? And yet you can't even measure it. I want you to think about that, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm, I, I, you know, are you a climate change denier? Yes, I am. Because what we call climate change are actually called seasons. And uh, scientists usually used to actually call them seasons. Like right now, with all this so-called climate change, we're experiencing like blizzard at times, blizzard-like uh, weather patterns here in the high desert. But why? Why? Why is this happening then? Because we're in the winter season. Now, granted, it's a little bit stranger than it normally is, but I've been out here in the high desert long enough to know that there's strange patterns. Sometimes it's colder, sometimes it's warmer, sometimes it's wetter, sometimes it's drier. Sometimes we get snow, one of the first years that I was up here, being my family, we had snow on Christmas morning. We woke up to about a foot of snow. Just a few, a few years ago, maybe four years ago now, I believe it was, we had snow falling on uh, Thanksgiving, even technically before it was actually winter. So Thanksgiving, it started snowing. That's just the way it is. That happens all over the world. 
Whether you have cars, planes, buses, or anything else happening, that happens all over the world. It's called seasons, and they do change. They do change slightly. Sometimes you have hotter summers, and then sometimes you have colder winters. Sometimes you have short, what might seem like short summers, and longer winters, or vice versa. It just happens. So are we in this destruction, this destructive pattern? Absolutely not, ladies and gentlemen. And I would just tell all those people, do your homework. The evidence is just not there. So anyways, back to this. I want to read this to you before I get off on this. This title, now I want to apologize. I will put the link, of course, in the comment section there or the introduction section. Um, but I, I apologize about this. I don't know who wrote this. Um, this was on a website itv.com itv.com and i couldn't find anybody that took credit for writing this so i apologize to whoever wrote it and to whoever's going to read it if you read it and, and you um figure out who wrote it please let me know i'll at least give them credit in the comment section i don't like i don't in any way want to seem like i'm plagiarizing i'm not it's on itv Dot com and I will leave the link so you can find it and read it for yourself so you'll find out that I am not plagiarizing. I'm giving all the credit to ITV and whoever wrote this. This is not mine. This is their article. I cut and paste it. I'm reading it just as they wrote it, okay? So with that, it says, what is a 15-minute city and why is the idea so controversial? This was published Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Now, it was published outside of the United States, and the way I know this is because they spelt neighborhood um, differently than the way we spell it, and because my spell check is trying to correct it, and it says that it was, it actually says it like this, Tuesday, 21 February 2023. Outside of the United States, they put the day before the month, which is neither here nor there. I just thought I would tell you that. So if you're reading this, this is coming from somewhere outside of the United States. It says this, the idea is simple. Plan your city around making sure all necessary amenities are within a 15-minute walk. But some see it as a plot to stop people from leaving their neighborhood and remove their rights. The 15-minute cities concepts has been gathering more and more backers recently as local governments try to find ways to cut down on carbon emissions and traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to stop there. I'm going to probably talk about this as I go through because this is frustrating. All right. Um, number one, it, it says here, the concept has been gathering more and more backers. Yeah, by governments, not the people. One of the one of the places that I was watching, one of the things that I was watching, he was he was citing an article or or something that they had done. Actually, they did a video on this from people who wanted this. And uh, only 7%, 7% of all the comments, now think about that, 7%. So for every 100 comments, only 7 people were in favor of it and 93% were against it. So the only people that this is really gathering, you know, um, for the most part, uh, uh, backers, people that support it, are other governments because they like the control. They like the control. And so they're pushing this stuff because they want to control you and me. And then there are 7% of the people around us, 8% <laughs> of the people that live around us that, well, uh, can I just uh, I'm just going to be honest, that are ignorant, <clears throat> that are ignorant and don't really appreciate the freedoms that have been afforded us by God. 
And so they're willing to give up their God-given freedom to these controlling, tyrannical government officials, all in the name of saving the planet. And this has nothing to do with saving the planet, ladies and gentlemen. It has everything to do with controlling you and me. Anyway, so let me go on because they want to cut down on carbon emissions and traffic. Anyways, it says, but some right-wing politicians and a handful of conspiracy theorists, <laughs> right-wing politicians and a handful of conspiracy theorists, you know, you could probably put me in there. So make some room in that handful, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm jumping in. A handful of conspiracy theorists have condemned the idea as a socialist concept. So what is going on? Again, ladies and gentlemen. I would even go so far as to call it socialist. No, I would not label this socialist at all. I would not say this is a socialist idea or ideal. What I would say, I would jump right straight to Marxism and communism. This is not just so, this is socialism on steroids because this is what happened in the Soviet Union under communism. They tried this. This is what's taking place in such places like China and places of that nature where they want to control people and keep people kind of locked in these tiny little communities because that way they know exactly where they are and they're controllable and those people won't cause any problems as long as they have everything they need within that 15-minute walk. Now, as convenient and as wonderful that might sound in an interesting way and just a place of convenience, I don't personally want anybody, especially in government, telling me that if, you know, let's say one day I just woke up and say, I want to drive across town, want to drive across town and go to my favorite restaurant that's a half an hour away. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a restaurant that's about 45 minutes away from our house. We don't go there very often. It's one of those places that we go for special occasions. It's a nice restaurant and everything. And And I want to be able to go there when I want to go there. And I don't want to have to call somebody in government, fill out a form and get a permission slip to be able to slip out when you're leaving, when you're coming back. How far is it? What is it? Okay, it's going to cost you $30 for all of this because you're driving so far and you're spitting out all those. Come on, that is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. Don't even get me started, ladies and gentlemen. A socialist concept. No, that's just flat communism. Anyways, what is a 15-minute city, it asks again. The idea is that everything a person needs would be within a 15-minute walk or cycle from any point in the city. This includes work, shopping, education, healthcare, leisure, and any other amenities a person may need in their regular life. The idea has been promoted by leading academics and urban planners in recent years who promote a world where walking would once again become our most common mode of transportation. The mayor of Paris, Anne Hildago, so this is Paris, France, and Hildago, promised to implement a 15-minute city scheme in the French capital during her re-election campaign. She said she wants to fill the city with self-sufficient communities that have less stress and pollution. The dual impact of COVID, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? It all comes back to COVID. It all comes back to that. It all comes back to the control that they realize that they can implement over people through this fear. It all came back to that. The dual impact of COVID and the urgent need to meet net zero targets led to a surge in interest in the concept by local governments. Do you see what I'm saying? A surge in interest in the concept by local governments. Where is this gaining support? By people that are in authority, governmental authority, our governments. 
city, states, federal. That's where this is gaining support. Not with anybody that just loves to be able to come and go as they like or works across town or has a favorite restaurant more than a 15-minute walk from their house. Several local governments, including Bristol, Birmingham, Canterbury, Ipswich, and Sheffield, have said they hope to implement a 15-minute city plan. Oxford has said it plans to be a fully functioning 15-minute city by 2040. Most of the councils expressing interest in the idea are run by labor, which has led to opposition by local right-wing politicians. Now, see, where it says they're run by labor, by the way, this must be coming out of the UK. I'm just recognizing it by the cities and, and some of the wording and everything. But nonetheless, idea of run by labor. That's, ladies and gentlemen, I've said this before, I say this, labor unions, unions, because that's a, that's a code word for unions and the people that are in unions and run unions. That is a micro, on a micro scale, that's communism. I know there's a lot of people out there that just push for unions. Oh, I'm, I'm proud union, whatever, local, this, that, or the other. I'm a proud union worker. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You should actually, I'll be honest with you, you should be embarrassed that you actually need a union to give you what your own two hands and your marketability should get you. That should be an embarrassment. I know when I worked a job, that was a quote-unquote union job. Here's what I did. I was hired by the company, not by the union, so I never joined the union. And I found out, at least there, the union couldn't do anything about it. I went to the union for nothing, for nothing. I didn't go to them for anything. When I had some problems on the job, I had some problems with a, uh, with a boss, uh, and it was some things that were said and done that were not right. I never once talked to the union. I didn't start paying my union dues and say, now you guys got to fight for me. No, I dealt with it myself because you see, that's what real men do. They take the bull by the horns and they make some things happen for themselves. And, and I went in there and I talked to our HR department. I talked to the boss and guess what? It was settled without a union. And so when it says they are run by labor, ooh. So basically they're run by communists who don't like the idea of being called communists, yet they very much are because that's what labor unions are. And isn't it interesting which, and it says here, they're run by labor, which has led to opposition by local right-wing politicians. Ooh. At least in America, that would mean the conservatives were against this and the liberals were for it. Either way, thank God there's somebody out there, politicians that are fighting against it and saying, no, we don't want this because it strips people of their freedom. So anyways, let me go on. It says, what is the controversy? Asks the question. Many local governments have signed up to the idea recently, but transforming their current locality into a 15-minute city is proving difficult. They often come with restrictions to where cars can go or the introdu introduction of ultra-low emission zones. Some local councils use lockdowns when the roads were far quieter than usual to expand cycle lanes, pedestrian roads, or direct traffic away from the side roads with new bollards. I guess those are like traffic delineators and such. On February 19, thousands of people joined a protest. Listen to this. Thousands of people joined a protest in Oxford against a plan to introduce low traffic neighborhoods in the city, which was part of the local government's wider 15-minute city scheme. So this is just step one, phase one. Let's start these low traffic neighborhoods. 
and then we can expand it and gain more control over the people once we get this little thing in. But people came out and stood against it and protested against it. That should tell them something. That should tell them something. <sighs> anyway, there have also been several incidents of new bollards, those delineators or planters aimed at redirecting traffic being destroyed or vandalized which proves again that the people are tired of being controlled i used to be able to drive my car down the street by the way now think about this ladies and gentlemen i want you to think about this when you're in a country a city state wherever you pay taxes part of those tax dollars and the things that you pay for here in america especially in california we pay a lot of taxes at the gas pump so i go fill up my car a lot of those a lot of the dollars that I'm paying just to put gasoline in my car goes to the state and even local governments by way of these taxes, and it's supposed to take care of our roads. So they pay, even here, they pay taxes to keep the roads um, clear and open and without potholes, put up traffic uh, lights and stop signs and things of that na nature. And then what do these knuckleheads in the government do? They take the taxes from the people so that they have places to drive their cars in the city but then they put up these um, delineators and such to keep them from driving in certain parts of the city now what i want to know is did they get a tax refund i mean come on so so if i could drive say in my city right now pretty much all the streets are open and i can drive anywhere if they shut down say a quarter of these streets is my local government going to give me a quarter of the taxes they took me from me for that are they going to give it back to me so let's say ten dollars a month comes out of my pocket to make sure that the roads are drivable but then they shut down a quarter of the roads in my city that i helped pay for now that would only be two dollars and fifty cents but are they going to send me a check for two dollars and fifty cents because they shut down the roads that i already paid for and I can no longer drive on think about this ladies and gentlemen this is just another way to grab not just money because they still are going to take that money from you. They're just going to put it other places because they won't need to put it in roads that they won't let you drive on. So, so please, this is not a, a conspiracy theory. This is, this is a power grab and a money grab happening right before our eyes. And it's all behind the smoke and mirrors of it's for the environment. It's for your health. It's for your safety. You'll be more happy. This is ridiculous. <sighs> Anyways, let me go on. There have also been several incidents of new bollards or planners aimed at redirecting traffic being destroyed or vandalized. I think I already read that, but let me go on. Several of the proposed policies for Oxford fueled conspiracy theories that the government wanted to confine people to their neighborhoods. Now, I want to ask, you know, okay, so look, think about this. This uh, city or this town, the city of Oxford, they already have plans to do this. They're going to break up the city into different quadrants different sections and they don't want you driving or driving very 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 little before you get in trouble so really they don't want you driving they want you walking and everything that you're going to quote unquote need is a 15 minute walk so you don't have to go anywhere else you don't have to walk into the next quadrant or drive across town or go to the next city you don't have to do that because everything's 15 minutes so how is it a conspiracy theory then when they're actually wanting to do this they say they want to do this they're going to force this on the people they're going to make the people live under these restrictions these rules and then whoever wrote this calls it a conspiracy you know 
um, Oxford field conspiracy theories that the government wants to confine people to their neighborhoods. Well, that's what this is all about. Confining people to their neighborhoods. Removing cars, taking away cars, or at least restricting them so much that they they can't get outside of their neighborhood. And if they do, they're going to pay a big fine. You don't need to because you could just walk down to the store. If you need food, there's there's the store down there. You need medical. It's just 15 minutes away. You need a school. It's just 15 minutes away. If you want to go to the gym, it's just 15 minutes away. Oh, there, well, I want to go hiking at the at, in the mountains. Oh, there's a park 15 minutes away. That park is like only two city blocks. Well, just walk in circles. Ladies and gentlemen, just walk in circles. Well, it sounds to me like you just want to control everybody. No, that's just a conspiracy theory. No, it's exactly what they want to do. Control everybody and keep everybody in their neighborhoods. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's what they're doing. I, mean, I love how they twist these things to make anybody that goes, wait a minute, I'm not sure this is a good idea. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Wait, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you why I didn't like it. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. A right-wing conspiracy theorist. I bet you even deny climate change. You're just a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, it's almost funny, but it's happening, which makes it not funny at all. Anyways, let me go on. It's not a very big article. I'm just going to take three hours to get through it. Uh, oh, where am I? Oh, this was fiercely denied as information by the city and county councils. Of course it was denied by them. They're the ones that want to control people, but they don't want anybody to know that they're going to, they want to control them. They want to keep everybody in their neighborhoods, but they don't want anybody to know that that's what they're up to and what that's what they want to do. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing me read this. Am I the only one that sees this? Am I the only one that gets this? I mean, I know I'm not because there's many people starting to write about this and warn people about it. But it just seems to me like there's not enough voices. You know, why are we barely hearing about this now? Anyways, let me go on. But beyond dis disagreements over local council policies, some believe the 15-minute city idea has sinister <laughs> implications at least i like the way they wrote that some believe the 15 minute city idea has sinister implication that's pretty cool let me say that again sinister implications <laughs> that's funny i like that on february 9 conservative mp for don valley nick fletcher gave a speech to the commons imploring the speaker to be to table a debate on 15-minute cities, which he labeled a socialist concept. Now, um, this conservative MP, uh, Don for Don Valley, Nick Fletcher, Mr. Nick Fletcher, um, I, I, I tend to kind of agree. It needs to be ta not just tabled, it needs to be trashed. Get it off the table and throw it in the trash and burn it. Forget about it. And where he says socialist concept, I, I, I agree with his idea at least but this is not just socialism this is socialism on steroids this is flat to the worst kind of communism marxism anyways in a twitter thread mr fletcher said ultra low emission zones ulez in their present format do not uh, i'm sorry do untold economic damage to any city let me read that again because i butchered it in a twitter thread mr fletcher said Low, ultra low emission zones or ULEZ in their present format do untold economic damage to any city. Do, ladies and gentlemen, this is just true. Why? Because whether we like it or not, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter whether anybody likes it or not. In order to really do business and do it well, you need cars, trucks, trains, semi trucks to be able to get good to get those goods and services in and out of uh, any location in any real city. 
you know, for instance, you have a supermarket down there. It's a 15-minute walk from maybe your house. But how are they going to get all the fruits and vegetables into there if, if they're not allowing trucks, cars, and trains, or whatever in there? Whatever it takes to get them in there. So these are all going to have to be very, 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 very tiny little supermarkets that won't be able to meet the demands of very many people. And they might be able to allow maybe a small pickup truck or a small delivery van in there, you know, uh, every now and then to allow. So what happens when they look and go, oh, we got too many emissions coming in and out. We're going to have to slow that down. Well, where are you going to get your food? We're going to get your food. Now, I don't know how they plan on working all that out, but this is just ridiculous. You know, ultra low emission zones. It does. It destroys the economy. It destroys business. You own a business in that place. How are you going to get your goods and services in and out? You know, 15 minute walk to your furniture store, let's say. You own a furniture store. You make furniture. You make tables. You make chairs. You make, uh, you know, cabinets and dinettes and all that stuff, right? And people can walk there in 15 minutes ago and they're I like that table I like those chairs I want to buy that that table right there and those six chairs how are you going to get it to their house if there's no cars if it's an ultra low emission zone see that's where they force okay we're going to force electric delivery trucks on you let me ask you something if that was all forced on you right now ladies and gentlemen in your business whatever business it is or or if you know somebody in business or anything and they force all that. Do you have, right now, currently, do you have in your business or do you know that business person that has in their business the finances? Because remember, these will be small businesses, small storefront businesses, because they're all only within 15-minute walking distance. So they're only going to serve the people that are they're no more than 15 minutes of walking distance away from your business. So this is going to be all small businesses. Do you have the money to be able to go out and buy not just a an electric vehicle, but electric delivery truck for that table and chairs or whatever it is. I mean, I know I certainly can't just go buy a $100,000 delivery truck and it might even be more an electric delivery truck. And let's face it, if they start forcing that on a high scale, those types of things, most places are, they don't have it. The infrastructure isn't at a level to be able to handle a surge of new electric vehicles being charged up every day. There's all kinds of problems and implications to this economically. It's going to destroy people's lives. That's why I don't even understand these 7 or 8% of people that say, oh yeah, we're all for it. Anyways, let me go on. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. However, the second step after ULEZ is this so-called 15-minute cities or 20-minute neighborhoods. I don't really understand what that means, but whatever. These will take away your personal freedoms as well. Oh, okay, so Mr. Fletcher is still saying this. I'm reading this as a quote. Let me go back. So Mr. Fletcher, ultra low emission zones in their present form do untold economic damage to any city. However, the second step after ULEZ is this so-called 15-minute cities or 20-minute neighborhoods. These will take away your personal freedoms as well. And that is absolutely so true, ladies and gentlemen. When you're forced, if you want to go, say, to the restaurant or to the supermarket, you may not be able to be allowed to go to your favorite supermarket across town. It might be not a 15-minute walk, but it might be a 15-minute drive, and suddenly you can't do that. <clears throat> the 15-minute city has also been fiercely criticized on, criticized 
on GB News. I'm not really sure what GB is. I'm assuming that's Great Britain News, but GB News with presenter Mark Dolan calling the idea dystopian. He said, creepy local authority bureaucrats would like to see your entire existence boiled down to the duration of a quarter of an hour. I like that. I want to say this again. So this um, Mark Dolan, Mr. Dolan said this. It's not only dystopian, but he went on to say, creepy Local authority bureaucrats would like to see your entire existence boiled down to the duration of a quarter of an hour. That's 15 minutes, by the way. And that is creepy because why is somebody who's not intimately involved in my life so concerned about what I do with my life, where I go with my life, who I see in my life, where I eat my meals, where I go to the gym, where I work? You know, all of these things. That's just creepy. I mean, that's that's sick. That's mental. They, they, they have issues. They have That's like a tyrant complex. And it's always behind a nice smile, you know, or something like that. But these people are, they're, they're mental. They're mentally ill. So, yes, I, I, I don't know if this will ever get to her ears, but um, mayor or what was it? The mayor of Paris, France, you need to, number one, resign. Number two, Go to a psychiatrist, get on some meds, get into therapy, because you have some serious mental issues. You're off, okay? Um, the elevator isn't quite going to the top, all right? You know, um, you just you just need to get some therapy or something and get yourself together, because this is ridiculous. How dare you? How dare you even desire, want to, have the drive to control people's lives? in this manner. Let them live their life in freedom. <sighs> now back to uh, this, uh, what is his name, Mark, uh, Mr. Fletcher, Mr. Fletcher, or no, no, Mark Dolan. I already quoted Mr. Fletcher. Now we're still talking about Mark Dolan. It says, he was critical of plans by some councils to heavily restrict traffic on popular roads by employing cameras to monitor license plates and giving cars a set number of days a year they could drive on the road. Now, l listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. So actually, my hat goes off to Mr. Mark Dolan um, of the GB News because he called them creeps. But he also said this. He was critical. So Mr. Dolan was critical of plans by some councils to heavily restrict traffic on popular roads by employing cameras to monitor license plates and giving cars a set number of days a year they could drive on the road. Did you, did you hear that? So this is being floated by these city councils. This is being talked about. This is what they want to do. They want to tell you, okay, if you are going to drive a car, you can only go drive your car on these days. You can only drive it this far. You can only do this, that, or the other thing. Uh, because we're, it's all for the good of the people. It's all for the good of the people. It's all. Do you know how much uh, tyranny, control, and wickedness you, a person you can get away with by just saying it's for the good of others? We're going to restrict you for somebody else's good. Yes, that's socialism, communism, Marxism, and all these other bad isms that we need to just eradicate from our world. And Mr. Mark. Uh, Dolan, he gets it. He gets it because they're talking about literally um, employing cameras, setting up Canada, can Canada, cameras to monitor license plates and uh, giving cars a set number of days a year they could drive on the road. I'm, I, I want you to think about that. Coming to a city near you. 15-minute cities. It's going to be the savior of mankind. 
by restricting every one of your freedoms and basically making your own city a prison where you cannot come and you cannot go unless we tell you to. You're going to eat where we tell you to eat, live where we tell you to live, work where we tell you to work. And if you want to go outside of that, oh, you'll be punished. Because we have cameras everywhere. And we told you that according to your license plate, you can't be on the road this day. That's what this is coming down to, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't think this is coming to America, they're already talking about doing this in the United States of America. Mr. Dolan said, back to the article, Mr. Dolan said this would be a surveillance culture that would make Pyongyang envious. You know, that's in North Korea, one of the most restrictive, if not the most restrictive nation in the world. They don't let anybody in. They don't let anybody out. So he said that a surveillance culture, this would be a surveillance culture that would make Pyongyang envious. <sighs> Nigel Farage, I think that's how you say his name, even got involved when he tweeted an article by the Daily Mail, which described plans by Canterbury Council to stop cars traveling between neighborhoods, saying the climate change lockdowns are coming. Now, I don't know why, but that's the end of the article. But let me, let me read that one again. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Nigel Farage even got involved when he tweeted an article by the Daily Mail, which described plans by Canterbury Council to stop cars traveling between neighborhoods, not even city to city, but neighborhoods, saying the climate change lockdowns are coming. Do you see how these people are using climate change, the environment, car emissions and things of that nature to control us. And it's not that it's just coming. It's already here. It's just in its infancy stage. But they have plans to get more and more restrictive. And it's all for our good, ladies and gentlemen. It's all for our good. Oh my gosh, it's all for our good. This is just because we love you and we care for you. But do you think that any of these so-called leaders, any of these uh, bureaucrats, um, do you think they're going to shut down their travel? No, they'll still have their motorcades when they want to drive somewhere. They'll still have their helicopters when they want to get somewhere short distance. They'll still have their jets when they need long distance. How do we know this? When we have these climate um, you know, meetings, what do they call it, the J20 or whatever they call them, you know, and they all meet somewhere in Switzerland or Sweden, somewhere over there in Europe, they all fly their private jets. So hundreds of private jets show up spewing out all of this carbon and all these emissions that are just destroying our planet. And they all meet together to talk about how they're going to control you and me from driving our little car, even though they're going to be jetting all over the world in their private jets. Believe me when I say, not for a moment are they even considering giving up their private jets, their private cars, their helicopters, and their lavish lifestyles. No, they want to force that on you, and they want to force that on me. They want our cars, uh, they want our cars gone. They want our homes smaller, so we don't use any, if, if any at all, uh, oils or gases to heat it up. But they're not getting rid of their big cars, their big houses their mansions. They're not getting rid of that. They, it's going to get to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where they don't even want us to have air conditioning at all because they're going to cite that somehow it's destroying 
the environment and is destroying the planet. But you watch, they're going to want to strip us of our air conditioning while they keep theirs. They're going to want to restrict us from moving about, except for a 15-minute walk, but they're going to be flying all over the planet. And it's all for the greater good, ladies and gentlemen. It's all for the greater good. It's all so they could talk about how they can restrict you and I more because we... The little people are destroying the planet. It's our little cars with the four-cylinder engines. We're destroying the planet. It's when we want to go on vacation, we jump on a jet maybe once or twice a year, and we fly, you know, a three-hour flight. We are destroying the planet, but they can get on pretty much, you know, a jet that, say, seats 20 people, and there'll be three people on that jet, and they'll fly for hours and hours and hours and hours spewing out all that garbage. It's never them. It's always us. It's always you. It's always me, because we are sinister. I just found that word. That's a cool word. I like that, sinister. But ladies and gentlemen, if this doesn't ring some bells, this doesn't open your eyes, if this doesn't start getting you uh, a little bit more aware and even causing you to get involved start writing some letters start pushing this this is not something that's good for anybody they say it's good for an environment it's not good for the environment why because we're going to still have the same amount of people we're going to have the same amount of homes we're going to have the same amount of businesses it's just going to be chopped up where where the only way you can get to them is walk to them within 15 minutes it's all about control that's it it's all about control and i for one am not going to sit back and be controlled by these knuckleheads who are they to tell me how to live? How, who are they to tell me where I can eat, what I should eat, what type of home I should live in? Because think about it, ladies and gentlemen, right now, let's say they want to do it in your your city, your town. If you work, uh, if your work, your job is more than 15 minutes away, they will come in and start forcing you to change your job, forcing you to take a job within 15 minutes. Oh, but I can't find anything that pays the same. They don't care. They really don't care. We're turning this into a 15-minute city. And unless you want to play exorbitant fines and maybe even go to jail you're going to comply all right so you find a job within 15 minutes walking distance of your home because one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to just swoop in and take your car because you just seem to think that you can drive it anywhere you want we're going to take your car that'll force you if you guys don't think this is on the, uh, really coming to a city near you real fast think again this is not just conspiracy this is actually happening these are the conversations that these city councils and these elected officials are having right now. Just look it up. Do a search. 15-minute cities and see what they're saying. It is my hope and my prayer that we all wake up and do something about it. You got that right. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of the, our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert. That's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters. Give me the bad letters. Tell me the great things I'm doing. Tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day.